Best part of the day right here, my friends. First cup of coffee, very chill on the beach. What's up, Vincent? How are you, buddy? What's up, Mike Blake and Jeff Condon? How are you, man? How's everybody doing? What's up, Rachel? How are you? And Rex and Brian and Eric Lynch. Oh, my God. And Dave Chadwick. What's up? A lot of new faces. Joey Metzger, what's up? Sharon, what's up? Uh, hell yeah, we're going to do some fishing today. Had too many at-home beers last night, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> I like the confessions, Rachel. I like what people confess out here. Rachel lives in Minnesota. It's probably still snowing in Minnesota. I don't blame you, man. I know drinking's up with us all staying at home. Unfortunately, domestic violence is up because everyone's staying at home. I know sex is down because everyone's staying at home. Kids are on top of you 24 hours a day. What else is up? Oh, know what I heard? So you got couples, they have realized they can't stand each other because usually they blow off the fact they don't like each other because they're so busy with their lives, raising kids, going to work and whatnot. So a lot of couples are realizing, oh God, I can't stand this person. So they're going in the closet and calling lawyers. <laughs> I read that the other day. True story. You expect a baby boom in nine months? I don't think so. Because think about it, you got all the single people out there, they're not really having sex anymore, and you get a lot of babies from the singles just fooling around and, and being irresponsible. And then, you know, families that already have kids, it's just, it's a, it's a bit tougher to get it done. Who's with me on that? Uh, morning to you, Marty Peacock, how are you? Says, good morning, oh, beautiful day. Yeah, it's going to be a gorgeous day. Unfortunately, you know... I got a job uh, being a teacher, so it's going to take a while before I get on this beach and do some fishing. So, morning deuce. Oh, the morning deuce. I took care of that. I'm going to tell one story and people think I shit on the beach every morning. One lousy story about shitting on the beach and people assume I'm an animal, a savage, and I do that every day. Actually, uh, Rachel confessed, I'll confess. I've had a few dumps on this beach over the years. Just a few. You know, I, w I walk out there with a podcast or Brother Wee's in my ears. The only real radio show I, I still listen to that is live. And then I'm thinking, you know, I could take a nice long walk. And then halfway through the walk, my stomach comes a-gurgling. It starts making whale noises. And man, I look around, and I'm like, there's not a soul out here. And I've dropped trout. I've done it. I've buried a few. Buried a few on this beach. <laughs> hey, what's up, Keith? What's up, Darren? How are you? We've been doing these for a few. If the weather's good, I'll try to do this almost every morning and just shoot the shit for 20 minutes. I, uh, I couldn't do it yesterday. The weather was really bad out here. Really bad. Has anyone else noticed since we've all started staying at home that the weather's been really bad? Part of me wonders, and I got to go online and read up on this with real scientists and meteorologists, but is the earth just kind of taking some very deep breaths because we're not out there just ruining it? Because the storms have been more intense. The wind has definitely been more intense. And we can't get more than a a day of good weather before it turns again. 
Hey, Joyce, one of my regulars. Hello, ma'am, have you found any clams? I walk the beach and get the clams for the fishing, too. Get those giant clams washing up on shore, and, and then you cut them out, throw them in some salt. My fishing buddies understand, you gotta salt the clams. There's your fishing tip for today. Um, you throw the very soft clam bellies in a bucket of salt and water and let that sit for a while. Some people think the kosher salt works best, but I think all salt for the most part is the same, except for that pink Himalayan salt. It tastes the same, but people think it's better because it's pink. We stupid. We very, very stupid. What's up, Grant? One of my regulars. I see Grant all the time doing the right thing by me. Thank you, Grant. Thank you very much. Playing any hoops anymore? Um, not really, because we left New York City almost two months ago. I told the story. I was back once to get our mail and a few toys for the kids, a few odds and ends, and to save our fish. And I canceled my gym membership. I canceled the cable. I canceled my parking. Uh, what else? We pretty much just canceled so many bills because we know we're not going to be in New York anytime soon living on a regular basis. Oh, the clam belly on Matt Farah's yacht. Thank you, Ryan, for remembering that. Go back to bed, Ope. Why would I do that? I get up at 5.15 in the morning. This is late for me. Are you kidding me? Go, why would I go back to bed? <laughs> Hell no. If I sleep to... Man, I used to say if I... If I sleep to seven, that's really good. I, I don't even come close to sleeping to seven. If I could squeeze out waking up around six, 6.15, I consider that a huge uh, success. All those years of morning radio and all those years of caddy and before morning radio, it's, uh, it's tough to sleep in. I am a true morning person. <clears throat> I had to be on the golf course before the sun came up. And in the summer, that was, it was get to the golf course by 5 a.m., hit the deli. The deli around the corner from the golf course opened up early because they knew all the caddies would come in there. And I wasn't a coffee drinker back then because I was a kid. I caddied until I was about 22, 23 maybe. Um, I would get a orange juice, a Tropicana orange juice. And something that is very popular on Long Island, that would be the buttered roll. Uh, that would be breakfast. And then you sat on the caddy bench as the sun was coming up. And a lot of mornings it was really, really cold because you wore your shorts because you knew the, the sun was going to warm up everything nice. And then you waited to get a loop. And hopefully you got a nice early loop when you were still fresh. But some days it was really slow and you had to sit on that caddy bench for hours. I read so many books on that caddy bench when it was slow. And the world of a caddy, which sucks, you can't just show up willy-nilly. The caddy master would keep track of people and they would put you down. So if it was like a Tuesday, which was a terrible day, although the women played on Tuesday at my, at my golf course, they only let them play on Tuesdays. <laughs> this is in my lifetime. <laughs> They were only allowed to play on Tuesdays. Oh, my God. Uh, but other days, it was so slow. And you had to wait hours. 
and then the caddy master, you'd finally go up to him. Uh, Lou was one of them. Lou was a great, great guy. Um, he's no longer with us. Wow. Wow, I haven't thought of Lou in a long time. It was a, it was a tragic loss, too. But um, you go, hey, Lou, I, I'm going home. And he's like, all right, cool, you're all right. And then he would go into, like, the, the little uh, bag room, I guess it was called, where he had a tiny little office. And he would mark you down, like, okay, uh, Greg hung out for four hours today and, and didn't get any work. And he would keep track of how long you stayed on the bench. And then that would dictate when you would get out, when it was busy again. I got to the point, and I will brag, I was like one of the top uh, five caddies. And I was pretty much going out first, second, or third almost every day. Sometimes you got cocky about it. Uh, and all of a sudden, Lou wouldn't call you. He wouldn't call you for the first loop. He wouldn't call you for the second, the third, the fourth. You're, you're looking at 10 loops have gone by, 10 foursomes, and he still hasn't called you. And you're like, what the fuck? What is going on? I put in my time, you know, and I know no one's complaining about me. And then the heavy hitters, the guys that were playing for big time money would uh, show up. And I'm like, oh, my God, he was holding me back for this uh, particular foursome. Because a lot of the golfers would request us as, as well, especially if we really knew how to read the putts, because it was all about reading the putts in these uh, money matches. And these guys, now I'm talking a long time ago now, 25, 30 years ago. These guys were playing for thousands and thousands of dollars. And, um, and if you read some important putts that they made, they used to pay like $20 a bag. So you had two golf bags and two guys on a cart. So you would make 40, 50, you'd make about 60 bucks for a nice five hour walk around a golf course. But in these money matches, man, if you read a putt that gave them the, the tournament or not the tournament, the match, Oh, God, they would just start peeling off hundreds for you. It was exciting, but there was a lot of pressure on that, too. Because as soon as they missed a putt, you're like, oh, fuck, that's right, it breaks toward the water. Fuck. And, it, and then they would look at you like, what the fuck, man? I think I've told this story a bunch, my, my worst caddy experience. Is it too windy? If it's too windy, I'm going home. Is it fucking too windy? Wind's picking up right in the middle of my caddy story. Son of a bitch. Oh, it's not that windy? Okay, maybe my body's blocking the wind. This is my worst caddy story. Besides the puking on the second hole, because we were young. So we would caddy all day. Then we'd run to the ocean as a group. It was a great group of people. And we would start drinking at the ocean. And then we'd go home and shower to be young and have all that energy. And then we'd go to Huntington and drink all night, partying our asses off. We're in our, you know... Like I said, early 20s at this point when the partying started. And then we'd go home by 2, 3 in the morning, depending. And then we had to be at the golf course by 5, 5.30. So the second hole was known for caddies puking. I mean power booting. Because now that hot sun's coming up in like late July, early August. And you're hungover. You haven't slept. And the reason why everyone puked on the second hole was because you did some forecaddying. Which meant you, you went... Uh, way down you know the hole so you could see the drives and as you're walking ahead of the golfers as they're getting ready on the tee box there was a hill a bit of a hill that led down to the fairway so as soon as you were down the hill slightly where they couldn't see you anymore you would just start power booting as you're carrying golf bags and the golf bags were really heavy it was that's when it was miserable 
And then you have the cool caddies that um, would leave joints in the trees. I didn't, I didn't partake in that, but uh, I'm trying to remember what hole. Not that it matters to you guys, but let's see. B -b -b the 16th hole, yes, the 16th hole had a little tree that looked like kind of a Y. And in the crevice of the Y, uh, the older caddies would leave a joint there. So it was another one of those holes where you, you did some of that four caddy and where you, you went out on the fairway. And uh, as they're hitting their golf balls, you had time to take a hit or two off the joint and then leave it for the next caddy. But that same tree, which was hilarious, every once in a while, the golfers would yell, they would yell four, and you knew the golf ball was coming right at that tree, which was a little tree, a little Y tree. And then you would try to like squeeze your body behind this tree, but you were definitely exposed. And I remember one time, I forgot which caddy I was with, but I ducked behind him. We knew it was coming right at that tree. And wouldn't you know, that ball came right through the top of the Y and smacked him right on the shoulder. And I was right behind the guy. He protected me. That happened a lot, though. We got hit by golf balls all the time. Ah, you'd be in a fairway minding your own business and then some asshole that, you know, just sucks would just hook it. And as you're waiting for your golfer to hit his ball, next thing you know, mostly one hops would get you, would get you in the gut, would get you in the upper leg, shoulder. Never got hit in the face or anything, but worst caddy story. I was caddy for these guys. Oh, you're doing a little exercising, are you? Run, Forrest, run. Oh, let me check my time. I think I got my steps in for today. <laughs> anyway, uh, what, was, what was they saying? All right, yeah, best caddy story. Sorry, I haven't looked down at the comments right for a while, and I like playing off you guys. Uh, big money match. We're coming off the eighth hole. My guy just sunk his putt. It's a tight match. We're heading toward the ninth hole, a little par three. Nice, easy par three before you, you got your, uh, your, your free hot dog before you went on the back nine. And I'm running off the, the green with my guy's putter, and it got caught between my legs, and it snapped it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Plus the fact, by the way, besides these guys being really good at golf, a lot of them were close to scratch golfers. Um, they were also in the mob. So they were kind of scary guys. But I got along with all of them. But, but in this instance, I'm running off the green with this guy's putter. Big money match. It gets caught between my little tiny skinny legs and snaps. It's holding on by a thread, though. So I still have a chance... So I just put it in the bag. I didn't have the balls to tell the guy I just broke his putter. Because the rules also state that if you break a putter, you can't, you can't use another putter. you got to use another club in your bag to putt. I'm like, oh, my God, I am fucked. And I just put it in the bag casually, and it's a, it's a par three. We're on the tee box with the guys, and... He's fiddling around with his, uh, with his clubs, trying to figure out if he's going to hit the 7 or the 8 iron. And he grabs probably the 8 iron, if I remember the hole correctly. And as he's grabbing the 8 iron, he kind of fiddles and hits the putter. And then the whole thing just officially is now, you know, breaks in half and falls into his bag. He looks at me and I'm like, what the? I don't know, I don't know what happened. We, we just ran off the green, literally 30 seconds ago. That's so weird. 
didn't have the balls to tell him. And uh, he was so mad because he was trying to figure out what happened. And I do remember the guys allowed uh, me to go get him another putter. Technically, they could have said, fuck that. You got to putt with your three wood or whatever. And I ran all the way back to the pro shop to buy this guy uh, a new putter while they were at the halfway house having lunch. But that was uh, that was really scary. Really scary. All right, guys. Hey, Andrea. Hope uh, the meditation's going well, Andrea. What's up, Alex? Uh, I hope you guys enjoy your day. I hope you guys stay safe, as safe as you can be. You hope I get crabs. Why Why would you hope I get crabs, Justin Robertson? That's just not nice. Hey, wait, who's, who's giving a heart for that? Uh, what, no thumbs up on the hope you get crabs. What, no, you can't do that. <laughs> hey, Wayne. Wayne Boo Atkins got to acknowledge some more of the regulars, and Gail, of course, is a regular. All right, I'm going to shut her down for today. I guess we'll do this tomorrow on the old Facebook Live. But, uh, guys, thanks. Thanks for checking this out, man. Numbers were strong, and most of you stayed in the room the whole damn time. I like seeing that. Uh, Bye-bye.